Next up on Imagine Faith Talk. It wasn't given to you to sit inside of you. If you just focused on doing the work, it just goes by so fast. We're trying to get from A to Z when God says, I need you to get from A to B first. Just be who you are and trust and believe. We're trying to align ourselves with the king just like you are. This is why we leverage our faith in God for holistic success. Without the work, what do you have? Have impact within first. Is it being in kinetic faith with God amazing? Come along on this ride as we learn more about how to be a high performer God's way. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk, the podcast where we believe that faith in God is the key to unlocking everything that you're called to be. We're your co-hosts, Kevin Lushla and Donovan Donnell, and we're going to get straight into it. Well, actually, actually, Donovan, yes, sir. before we get into it, yo, these are some of the final episodes of the season. Man, yeah. Like, what yeah. happened? Dude, I, I don't know. When you're just walking in obedience, I mean, strange things happen. You end up accomplishing what God sent you to do. And before you know it, it's over. It's like, it's like any other season in your life. You just, if you just focused on doing the work, it just goes by so fast. And you're just like, oh, man. You don't even worry about like how, how many hours it took and how tough it was at different times, how many obstacles you had to overcome. You just stay committed to the work like we've been, staying committed to the vision, and here we are. And here we are. Bro, can I just say it has been an honor and a privilege and a blessing to be able to be on this journey with you. Like, obviously, you and I have been close friends, but to really be able to do this and serve God in this way. And I just pray that so many people continuously are blessed by these words because you, especially when you speak, it truly is a blessing. Man, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that 100%. I think this is the place where our gifts are being stirred up for impact, you know, for territory to be taken back for the kingdom. And I appreciate that verification, man, that we're... uh, we're doing what we've been called to do, that we're living out what we're preaching, so. Amen. That's why we're doing it, so that y'all can be also called to do what you're doing. Yeah. So let's get into it. Let's get let's straight go. into it. Now, we've been in this series called I'm Tired of Success. Why is success daunting or exhausting to the person trying to be a high performer with higher values operating in their highest nature? This one, man, it hit me in yeah. the face. Once we got into this application, why are we tired? This one is going to hit you like a ton of bricks because it hit me. Maybe one of the reasons that you're tired of success, Father God. Here we go. Is that you're carrying dead weight. That's it. Can I say this to the pew in the back and the pew in the front? Mm -hmm. Father God, maybe you are tired of success because you're carrying dead weight. Wait, Donovan, I'm going to read some verses and I want to see how you feel like this correlates to this whole idea of carrying dead weight. What does that even mean? Uh, Let me read this to you. James 2, verse 14 and 26. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? For as the body without the spirit is dead... So faith without works is dead also. Mm, 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 Donovan, mm, mm, what does mm, this mean when it comes to carrying dead weight? Man, you got to work the faith, but you know what? The exhaustion comes in on our path to faith when we are carrying unnecessary weight. That's where exhaustion comes in. Exhaustion comes in from those stowaways or that excess baggage that we keep or those comfort blankets. You know what they are. 
that's where this becomes exhausting and it's not supposed to be exhausting in a negative sense. Yes, you're supposed to give your all, but you got to work your faith. And as you work your faith, your faith actually fuels you. So there's this cycle happening that we want to talk about today. That's why we want to stay on the move of faith because there's a benefit to being on the move. There's a benefit to walking out faith that maybe nobody's really shared with you. Ooh, yeah, man, this is something that's been impacting me literally this week. I'm literally so happy that we <laughs> we went through this Bible study because I think I need this just for myself. Now, now, mm-hmm. when Donovan and I were in Bible study, we kind of likened faith, especially in this context, to physics. Now, <laughs> y'all know me. I went to college. I went to Yale. I love biology. I was pre-med. I love chemistry. Physics? Not so much. Kind of terrible at physics, to be very honest. So we kind of had to do a little bit of a remedial course, at least for me, to understand this correlation between faith and physics. Yo, is, is that a title of a servant, faith and physics? I, I liked it. I, when you said it, oh, I was dude. like, hmm, <laughs> that okay. might be something there. All right, we write that down for, f- for the future. Okay, <laughs> so, so let's go to physics, right? Now, in physics, energy can be categorized in two broad types. Potential energy... And kinetic energy. Now, potential energy is energy that is stored, waiting to be in motion. While kinetic energy is energy in motion, energy in movement. So think about it this way. Say you have a ball that you're holding high to the ground, right? Now, this ball has all the potential energy in the world waiting to be in motion, But the only way it's going to have impact is if you what? Release it. If you release, exactly, Donovan, if you release it. Once you release it, then it is in kinetic energy. Donovan, you're hearing this. You've talked about this a little bit, that there is a correlation between faith and works just like it is to energy. Yeah, and, and I think the part that we want to understand is that when you actually are on the move with your faith, when you release your faith, you get another form of participation. And if you know anything about this podcast, you know that we love participation. The participation Amen. of heaven, participation of God. When, you're, when, you, when you talk about kinetic energy, when you are going and moving a thing, you have the participation of momentum. That means that it's not the energy that you've created. It's an energy that comes because of what you've released. And I think that's the part that we really get to understand that when we actually move out on faith, everything that was... Everything that God intended to come forward is now contributing because you did your part. It's just your part. You just released, you've released your part, but you didn't know how many other things were contingent on you releasing your part. And that's where we get bogged down when it comes to moving by faith. How, how if I do, if I, if I go to this job or if I partner with this person, if I, you know, give generously to this person, how is that going to change my situation? You don't understand the partnerships that now have to come because you've done your part at the as the one who's leading this dance. And I think that's the part that we start to understand. Like, yo, when I do my part, there's other things that I didn't see that are going to come and partner with me. And that's the kind of connection between kinetic energy and momentum. And yeah, that's, that's where we're at so far in our remedial study of the <laughs> physics. <laughs> yeah. But what I love, but what I love what you said, it's almost like the participation of heaven is like the gravitational force that pulls it down. Once you release. You, mm. Once you release it, there is nothing stopping it. If you're truly mm. participating with God and saying, God, I'm going to put my faith in you and I'm releasing the ball. I'm releasing. I am moving. I'm acting in faith. Right? How many of us, Donovan, 
and me, myself included, me, myself, and I included, how many of us, <laughs> so I guess there's three people that's included in this, I don't know, but at least, at least, right, uh, but <laughs> myself included, how many of us have these big dreams and these big prayers that we're praying, right, oh God, I believe that you could do this, you're praying and praying, you're moving, and, and that's like the ball moving higher and higher up in potential energy, because you believe, you, you, you're praying for it, but until you actually move, until you mm. actually release the ball, mm. all those prayers that you're praying can't have impact because uh-huh. you haven't moved in kinetic faith. I'm not saying that the participation of heaven can't happen in prayer, but once you pray, that's your faith. Yeah. But once you work, your faith gets activated because without the work, what do you have? Dead weight. What do mm. you have? Dead faith. And Donovan, I think this begs to ask the question, are we just high potential or are we high wow. performers? Mm. Who are we called to be? Man, that's good. That's good. I, I did an interview um, for the company I work for and they asked me about high performance. And I said that a high performer is a person who has a systematic way of getting what's in them out of them on a consistent basis. Mm. And so when you just said that, it just made me think about how many people who want to be high performers could be but they won't release. They won't go. They won't move by faith. That's the only thing standing in between you and being a high performer is your move of faith. And we call this thing dead weight because the thing is alive or dead based on what it produces. Yeah. Things that are alive produce a certain kind of fruit. Things that are dead don't produce fruit. So yes, you got a word from God and that's the sermon you just watched, the workshop you just went to or in prayer time and reading his word. But what are you going to do about it? It wasn't given to you to sit inside of you. It was given to you to provoke you, to activate you, to stimulate you, to be proactive and initiate something so that all the laws associated with that promise that you're walking in come into your life. All the laws that are associated with that promise come. Oh, my God. That is mind blowing. It's like the law of nature Mm. completely relates and correlates to the laws of faith. Because God is the creator of them all. Mm. That is nuts. I, I'm taking notes, y'all. This, that, that's good. Now, Donovan and I were going through Bible study, and there are many examples of people actively working their faith, making their faith kinetic. But there were two examples that we really loved that showed different caveats to how you work your faith. One with a guarantee from God and one without a guarantee from God. I think both of these are really, really important. Now, let's look at this first story. This is a story from the book of Mark where Jesus is healing a paralyzed man. Let's look at this. Mark 2, 3 through 5, and then 11 through 12. Some men came, bringing to him, Jesus, a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Actually, let's stop there because Donovan, I feel like this is actually the first act of kinetic faith, not by the paralyzed man, but by his friends. They were willing to do whatever it took to get their friend in the face of Jesus, even making a hole through the roof. Like that takes extreme measures to believe that deeply that Jesus can heal him. They got it, man. And I think that's what Jesus said. I see your faith. They got it. They understood that it was their responsibility to provoke the promises that happened in their life. 
and they provoked it by faith. And I think that's what Jesus wants all of us to get. Look, it's on you. You're not waiting on much. Some things are timing. Some things are divinely ordered when they will happen. But some things are waiting on you to put your faith on the table. And when you do that, Jesus looks at us like he did those men and says, I see your faith. I see that you finally get it. I see that you understand that you're leading this dance. I see you understand that it's waiting on you to activate it and everything will open up. I love that. You know what's so funny now reading this story and you saying that, like, I thought we were going through two stories when one was a guarantee and one was without a guarantee. But if you look at this first part of the story, there actually is no guarantee for for these men that their friend is going to get healed. And it amazes me still without the guarantee, they're still willing to go through that great of lengths to be able to make something happen for their friend because they believe in who Jesus is. I just wonder sometimes how many times are we willing to go through extreme measures with our business, with school, with parenting, things that we know if we go and do this, sure, there's no guarantee, but at least we've tried our best. That's not like, I don't know, that, I don't know about you, but I feel like that's a scary position to be in. And it is. And what what's helped me as a high performer, here comes the part, with higher values. A uh, high performer with higher values yeah. is that what, if, what is the guarantee? The guarantee for me is that I obeyed and that God is good. I know that he's good. However that goodness manifests in this moment, however God desires for his goodness to show up in this moment, I know that he is good. And the guarantee is that if I obey, I will not meet my demise. If I obey, it will open up a blessing for me while I will not have room enough to receive it. That's the guarantee. The guarantee is not what's going to happen in this world. The guarantee is that I, as his son, obeyed him and he will do just as he's promised over and over again. Okay. That's my guarantee now. Donovan, I hear you. But the thing is, you know you're talking to high performers who are trying to do things now in this life. You're talking to people who they're working hard for a guarantee at this moment, or they see it two, three years down the line. Yeah. I'm going to ask a very controversial question. Yeah. Is just me going in faith, knowing that God is good enough. Like, 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 like how do we make that enough for us? Cause I think sometimes it's really hard for us as Christians to just say, you know what? I've done it. God is good. And I've kept moving in faith. I think that's hard. Yeah. And I think these situations are, these are the moments where we get to see who he truly is and we get to see who, where we really stand with him. Like for me, when it comes down to it, is God really good? Um, it's it's going to be based on my experience and how I've continued to say, there's so many beautiful things that have happened in my life that I haven't given God credit for. Mm. Therefore, when I wonder if God is good, I haven't even given him all the accolades he deserves. One. Wow, that's good. And then two, on the other side of like you're saying, like is that is faith in God enough? A lot of times, what I really want, what I want, is a guarantee that I'm going to get this means to an end. Like money, we want money. Like, are you going to guarantee that you're going to pay me because I need that money to pay this bill? What if God just made the whole bill disappear? A lot of times, we want a guarantee that we're going to get a means, and God is saying, "I'm the Alpha and the Omega." I'm the beginning and the ends. I have the means covered. Just trust me because what you're trying to make sure is going to be okay, I can solve it without you having the extra means that you think that you need. And this is just, this is where I found freedom. I'm not saying everybody will be able to digest this as easily as I did. It took some time, but this is where I'm at. You know, that's why I believe God is good because I've seen my credit overnight change without me having the resources I thought I needed or the means I thought I needed to pay everything off. It just, it was time for it to fall off or God did something. I always tell people every day, like it takes one button to delete that bill that you're worried about. 
You know, it takes one mistake at the corporate office for your whole car to just be paid off. Crazier things have happened. <laughs> I just believe it. <laughs> but, 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 but what I love about that is that what we have to do as high performers, once again, with higher values operating mm-hmm. in our highest nature. I think sometimes we get so tied <laughs> to the result. And I think sometimes we have to divorce ourselves a little bit from the result because the because God already has the result in his mind for your good. Mm. So if we divorce ourselves from the result that we think is amazing and we trust the God of heaven that whatever happens from this, I know it's going to fulfill me with my heart and soul because God is the God of all creation who created me. I am his craftsmanship. This is a divorce from the vision. I'm not saying don't divorce yourself from the vision where God's called you to go, right? Obviously, God has given people promises, anointings, Abraham, the promise, but the result of how it was going to happen in Abraham's mind, it had to be different because it didn't happen overnight. Okay, okay, okay. I got a thought. What's your thought? I got a thought. So here's my thought. This is what I'm thinking. What if me and God aren't after the same thing? Woo! Speak on that. When you start talking about results, it made me think, what if me and God aren't after the same thing? I may be after, again, like you said, whatever that result is. Like, okay, this is going to be, I'm going to get this partnership that I want. Or I'm going to get the money that I want. Or I'm going to have the impact that I want. That's what I'm looking I want to guarantee that I'm going to get those outcomes. And what if God the whole time is saying, this is going to make you look more like me. This is going to develop your character. This is going to develop your gift. This is going to develop you in the ways of, of godliness. What if the issue sometimes that we're just not after the same thing? Ooh. So God's that, like, don't worry. If that doesn't get paid, if that, whatever, like, I've take, I'm going to develop you. Isn't that what you want? You want to look more like me, right? Isn't that what this whole thing is about? Looking more like the Father? That's why kinetic faith is so important, bro. Because when you move in faith, what God says is that great. The laws of nature, the law of gravity, the laws that I have put into place will happen. Now you're running with the tide of how I work. Mm. Trust me. I'm still good and I'm still going to do what I do with you. Mm. But But for you to do what you're supposed to do, I have got to train you. And right now, maybe what you're after, what I'm after aren't the same thing. But as you remain in me, I heard this pastor say this when it comes to kinetic faith, right? Keep the remain thing, the main thing. Keep abiding in me as God. Because once I finally align you with my vision, then the impact can happen in the way that I have called it to happen. And once again, our goal is high performers with higher values, is to showcase the love, mercy, and truth of Jesus Christ through the things that we are doing in our workplace, in our parenting, in our CEO-ship, in our artistry. There is something deeper and more beautiful Mm. that we may be giving people in that impact if we decide to move in kinetic faith with God. Man, um, this reminds me of my grandfather. He had a church and the motto of the church was uh, much more land to conquer, much more land to conquer. And I remember that one day he let all the young men get up and speak about this topic, much more land to conquer. And I got a chance to speak. And what, what God gave me, I think I was like 18 years old. He said, you must conquer the land within first. Oh, 
And I think that's the part that some of us forget. We want to have so much impact in the world that he's saying, have impact within first. I need this message, this word that I've given you to impact you first. This is why me and Kev do Bible study prior to coming on and doing recording or sharing on a podcast because we don't want to just pass from, from God to you. It has to get inside of us Amen. and then come out in an authentic, organic way. It's, it's like that Mr. Miyagi effect, bro. Mr. Miyagi had this brother out there washing cars, painting fences, and when he got into a fight, all of a sudden, his muscle memory and how um, often he had used these moves was so fluid that he was learning not only how to fight, but also how to be diligent, how to be patient, how to, how to stay committed to a task. So yes, he learned how to fight, which is what he wanted, but he developed his character at the same time. And I often feel like that is how God is working with us. It's not always about what we really want. Even though we're going to get that, it's about something bigger. And that's why I love being a high performer with a higher value. Ooh. Ha! Man, is it being in kinetic faith with God amazing? Isn't it amazing that God has so much mercy and grace when we decide to trust him that even if we're not aligned to him completely, he loves us so much as a father loves his children to say, I'm going to train you and correct Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. for you to be in line with me so that this stuff first gets inside of you. Like you were saying, like Mr. Miyagi, right? I can guarantee you that. And the way that this result's going to play out I promise you it's going to blow your mind. That's why I think this next part of this verse, right? Verse 11, which we were supposed to get to a lot earlier, but look, we were having this beautiful conversation, right? Yeah, yeah, we had a little detour. We had a little detour, but this is beautiful. 11, I tell you, this is what Jesus says. I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone and they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. Think about this. Mm. He put his faith in God. He had a guarantee. Yes, he got healed, but most importantly, other people got the residual effect. Mm. The indirect effect of saying, we've never seen anything like this. There's a curiosity that's there. There's someone's interest was piqued Because of him excellently deciding, I'm going to trust this guarantee that Jesus gave me. I didn't know it was going to affect these people because I was just focused on me being the paralytic. Donovan, I wonder how many times does God give us a guarantee and we don't move in faith? How many times are there guarantees in the Bible and we don't decide to act upon it? We don't decide yeah. to put our kinetic faith to it. And now it's just dead weight, dead faith. And we're not considering how if I just move one step of faith after another, I will have the contribution of momentum on my side. Ooh, yeah. You see, if you look at this story, what happens is that he said, I saw your faith. Now let me see it again. Okay, now let me see it again. You lowered the mat in. Now I want you to get up. Now I want you to pick up your mat. Now I want you to go home. Like he said, I saw one step of faith, now do another one. Now do another one. It's like a kid, like a a father or a mother watching a child take a step. Do it again. You know, you see him in that crawl position. You see him stand up like, okay, you you stood up. Okay, now brace yourself. That's another step of faith. Now take a step. Okay, now take another step of faith. Before you know it, the child is running. And that's what he wants us ultimately to do, run our race. But it starts by getting up and taking one step of faith after another consecutively. And we'll see like, wow, like I have the laws 
that he's put in place for those who will continually do his will, there's a participation that comes alongside of you. And that's what we want to expose you to today. Like, don't worry about if you think this step is not going to make a big difference. It will as you put one piece of faith in front of the other. This is why we have faith in God. This is why we leverage our faith in God for holistic success, because he's the only place that can guarantee you're going to have the contributions of every law, every promise, every principle come alongside you so that you can have the impact he's called you to have. Oh, Man, we've said this in other episodes. God wants you so fortified yeah. for the call. He wants you so unbelievably strong, right? That we lack nothing. It's almost like we have a ring from heaven. God gives us his holy ring that we're supposed to put on every single day. And when we do that, we are now ambassadors to the king in our CEO work, in our artistry, in our young professionalism, in our parenthood. So for us to put on that ring, that means we have to act like the ambassador. We have to act like the king. If the king is asking us to move in faith, he doesn't expect us to know immediately that it's going to happen the way he said it's going to happen. If you look at this verse like you were talking about, it took one step of faith. But that one step of faith of his friends didn't lead immediately to he's healed. There had to be another step, like you said, Mm. and then another step. And I think sometimes the issue with the guarantee is that we're trying to get from A to Z when God says, I need you to get from A to B first. Mm. Focus on B to C. Okay, great. Now you got, now C to D. Now when you get to Z, you know the whole alphabet. Now you know how to put all the letters together in ways that are creative and interesting and, and fulfilling. So that when people see you, you're not only gifted, but you're skilled. Yes, a person of substance. A person of substance. That's a deeper level that God's trying to give. And that's why we have to move in the guarantee, knowing that what we were talking about, how do we divorce ourselves from the result in certain ways? Not the vision, not the anointing, but our own perceived result in a way where God's going to say, I'm going to blow your mind. And the person that you're going to be from this the way people are going to see you, the way Daniel looks, when God says there are one of 120 leaders and he's one of three that leads them all because of excellent spirits in him. Yeah. That takes one step of active faith, of kinetic faith. And yeah. that's where we're trying to go, Donovan. And this, this goes back to, if you haven't, go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes of Imagine Faith Talk. We talk about the pace of God. This is why this is a tie-in to his pace. He wants to take you through the process that's going to ultimately result in your wholeness and your completeness. No holes, no lacking. Oftentimes, we want to get there so fast, but if we, if we focus only on getting there fast, what about all the development we miss along the way? You know, and that's, that's not God's heart for us. That's and not. God is not, God doesn't have you in competition with anybody else. He's not in a rush. He sits outside of time and he wants you to see time for what it truly is as well. Mm-hmm. It's not your Lord, your God, or your parameter. Amen. Bro, oh, that's, oh, this story is so good. And I love yeah. that perspective. Let's get to another story that talks about this where there is no guarantee for their kinetic faith. This is the story of three Hebrew boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When King Nebuchadnezzar asks all of his people to bow down and worship a golden image. And these three Hebrew boys who have been consecrated to God knows that they can't do that. Listen to their answer to the king when asked to bow down to this golden image. This is Daniel 3, 16 through 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, 
King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Donovan, I want you to yeah. speak to this. What are you hearing when it comes to a situation as dire as this? Yeah. No guarantee. And they know that they have no guarantee. Mm. Even if he does not, we're going to follow the king of kings. So let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this hidden, this, this hidden guarantee. Because they have faith. So that means there's a, there's a guarantee somewhere in here that we may not be seeing. So look at this. In the verse, it says, um, he's able to deliver us from it. Means that he could if he wanted to. No guarantee. Um, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Two separate things. He could and he's able to deliver us from the fire. But he definitely will deliver us from your hand. You got to read this thing. He may, he will deliver us from your hand. He may do it by not letting the fire burn us, or he may not. He may let the fire consume us and bring us back from the dead. We don't know that part. We don't have no guarantee on that. But what we do have a guarantee of while we do serve God, while we have faith in him, is because he will not deliver us into the hand of our enemies. We, we have a guarantee of that. And if it goes on, it says that, but even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your guys, worship the image of gold that you have set up. Even if he does not, they're going back to what the king wants. Can't have two masters. My God is going to deliver us one way or another. I have no guarantee of what that way will be, but I do have a guarantee that I'm his and I'm always protected by him. That's almost then why blind faith, if you will, active faith where you cannot see the future, it really is a testimony to the character that has been brought up in us, Mm. right? What does this mean for the high performer with higher values operating in their highest nature, right? You believe that God has given you a vision for something. How it's going to actually play out when your situation looks dire, when you don't see a next step, when you don't see how God can deliver you from bankruptcy, or maybe you have, unfortunately, something that happens to your child. God, I have no idea. But the character that I have, that you've been fortifying in me when I decided to trust you long before, when I gave my life to you, yeah, is that I know you can deliver me from this situation mm-hmm. and either or the way you do it. Think about Job. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh. I have no idea if he's going to deliver me from these ailments. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Man. Donovan, to me, that's even more... I think that's a deeper relationship, a deeper personal connection, and a deeper level of love that the world wants to show that they can give, but they can't because they don't know the giver of love. And isn't that the thing through all of our work as high performers that we're trying to exemplify at the end of the day? That deep level of love, that deep level of commitment, that deep level of of presence, that deep level... Mm. Of connectedness. Yeah. 
Because when you're connected with a God like that, then you are fully aware and valuing the relationship that you guys have. And a lot of times we're exhausted because the dead weight is that we want to control everything. Sometimes the dead weight is that we want to know everything. I know what I need to know, that God is good and he will not deliver me into the hands of my enemies and all things are working together for my good. How? I don't know. Trying to figure out how and holding a whole conference meeting in my head and having a whole separate faculty set aside for figuring everything out is sometimes a dead weight that exhausts me. Wow. That's, that's sometimes why we get exhausted on this path. That is one of the dead weights that we have to address. They were submitted. They didn't have a direct answer. Just like when you walk in every room, you don't have to know that every answer. You don't have to have all the right answers. Just say you don't know sometimes if that's honestly what you, what, what you don't know. And trust that God will carry the rest. When you have a partner like God, my goodness, he said, I'm your strength when you're weak. You don't have to always be strong because you can't. And you don't have to pretend because that's dead weight. And that's going to exhaust you. Just be who you are and trust and believe that I am the one who holds your success in my hand your prosperity, your healing, your wholeness. No one else. I don't care who you work for. I don't care who hired you. You're my family. You're my son. You're my daughter. Man. Dude, what's so beautiful about this, right? One of the things that Pastor Mike Todd talks about is that God doesn't bless who you try to be. Yeah. But he blesses who you really are. Yeah. He speaks to who you really are. Sometimes this I know what God can do, but I have no idea whether he will do it, but I'm going to still actively move in faith. That's you being humble enough and vulnerable enough to God. And I almost feel like that's one of the most beautiful positions that you can be in because you know, in certain ways, Lord, I am destitute. I I am human and you are the king. You're the one that gave me this mission. I don't know how to do this. I could try to pretend like I do and I, can, I could try to work myself to say, okay, well, here's the next step, guys. I, how many oh, leaders wow. have to go through that every single day? I don't know the next step. But not knowing and saying that vulnerably in active faith rather than making a false move of faith, mm. what if that brings you more connectedness amongst your team? What if that brings a certain level of Love amongst everybody that you're working with. As a parent, when you tell your child, you know what? I don't know the next step. They'll see you for who you really are. Human. We don't know it all. But don't stop there. What we can do as the next step is, but I know that God can fill in the Mm. blank. And that's the most beautiful place to be. And Donovan, that's the story of our podcast. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, think Real about talk. this, bro. Yeah. Like, how many guarantees did we have when it came to this podcast? None. The only one that we knew was when Core prayed and said, y'all, God is showing me that this is a podcast. Why don't y'all pray on it for a week? We had that guarantee. But after that, how to actually put this on, how to actually make the next steps, next moves happen, bro, you and I, we had no idea. Man, we picked up one mat at a time. One mat at a time. (laughs) One mat at a time. Bruh. Throughout the whole pandemic, it was just one mat at a time. Okay, now it's time to get up. Now it's time to take up. Just each step, truly an active kinetic step in faith. And to see where we are now, almost at the end of our first season, it feels so full circle. 
I, I want to say one thing. One thing that's been really, really special to us as we've been doing this season is to hear y'all's comments, to hear the things that you all have said. We got one comment from a woman named Drew Hunt, and this was so, so special to us. Because once again, we were doing this in active faith because we felt like there was a message that God not only wanted to impart to us, but impart to you. And for her to say, you know what? What you all are doing has impacted my life. I love reading the Brendan Bouchards and all these high-performance coaches, but a lot of these people don't put this in the context of who God actually is. And for you all to finally do that, it puts everything in alignment for me. Mm. You have no idea how special that comment is for us because we sometimes feel like we're coming from a place of, I don't know, but we have tried to put our next foot forward. So just <laughs> thank you so much for those comments, y'all. Thank you so much for being with us as we, as we go through this because yeah. we're trying to align ourselves with the king just like you are. This is literally a conversation amongst all of us to figure out how we can move in faith, active kinetic faith with full authority. Man, what I was uh, joking with you and Core about was calling this like Middle Mountain Ministries because we're not at the top yet. We're not at the top. We're in the middle of the mountain, but we want you to come along with us as we learn and explore and discover and correct and God shows us new things. Like just in the middle of the mountain, you know, just going, working our way up. Join us for the journey, you know, not from a place of arrival or perfection or guruship. It's just, hey, come along on this ride as we learn more about how to be a high performer God's way. Amen. And experience holistic success. Amen. So then for the Imagine Faith Talk Challenge for this week, take some inventory. We talk about this inventory piece so much and there's good reason for it. Where are the places in your life that maybe you're just having potential energy, potential faith? You've been praying, mm. you've been dreaming, you've been scheming, but you haven't put that faith into kinetic motion. Let's start taking inventory of our lives in each area that matters to us and start figuring out what's the next step of faith that we can take so that we not only honor ourselves, but most importantly, we honor our God so that we can impact the world in his way. We love you all. We cannot wait to see you on the next episode. And remember, once again, love transforms you, purpose defines you, and impact activates you by faith. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Imagine Faith Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to be on our journey with us, then there's a few things you can do. First, subscribe so you can know when the next episode drops and share it with a few people you think would enjoy it as well. Second, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the bottom of our website, www.imaginefaithtalk.com and send us comments, prayer requests, or tell us topics you'd like to hear on the podcast or even questions you'd love us to answer. Third, join our Imagine Faith Talk Club on Clubhouse. This is a space where you can connect with other like-minded individuals and the rooms are hosted and led by members of our leadership team. You can see a schedule for when our rooms go live on our club or on our website. And finally, follow us on socials at Imagine Faith Talk. It's all one word. We love you all and we'll see you on the next episode.
Next up on Imagine Faith Talk. You gotta have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Potential gets restless inside of us. How is it that carrying dead weight makes us exhausted? You're either gonna be exhausted or you're gonna be invigorated. You have to move in faith because God thinks you're ready. Don't doubt God's faithfulness, His goodness. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. Potential wasn't put inside of us to stay. Potential isn't potential until you give it away. What if one of the reasons that you're tired of success is because you're carrying dead weight? 